Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Oh, fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please cut together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. And welcome to episode 57 of the Skankverse podcast, a podcast where each and every week we discuss, review, and we talk about some of the best offensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I am Jay, I'm California dreaming, and I leave the girlies screaming because I'm a pussy licking demon with vanilla flavored semen, Jay. Oh fuck! It's good. I've waited all. I've waited two days to do this podcast. And uh, listen, there's not really much to talk about in the way of news, so we might as well get into it. I've been sick, and the reason I've been sick is the obvious one. I got the old needle. I got the old fucking jab. Unfortunately. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that have just turned off. They're just like, fuck this guy. He said he'd never get it, and he got it. What the fuck? Well, you want to know why? Because I like my job, and I like being able to put a roof over my head. And I like being able to put food on the table for my family. Did I want to get it? Of course not. My job, my boss, my job, my boss job gave me no choice. It was that... I'll find a new job. And I'm just simply too lazy to do that. So I got the job, and then I got sick. And now my dog's sick. He, he sounds like he's fucking... Like he's congested. Like he's coughing up phlegm, but then he coughs up phlegm, and then he eats it again. So he's just constantly congested. So you're going to hear what sounds like a fucking buffalo blowing its nose. Because I'm sure he'll do it while I record this, because... That's just the way he is. So yeah, that's my week. It's just been all over the place. But what can I say? We're in Melbourne. We're all free. Everything's back to normal. We've all just been subjected to put shit in our body without a choice. And on that note, let's get into it because there's a lot to cover here. Obviously, I've had a lot of time to listen to a lot of things. So you know the deal. The top 10. Um, let's do the honourable mentions first. First honourable mention goes to goes to the You Fucked It Boys with Hot Ones. That's one. Next up is Batman Wants Jesus, and that's Pennies in the Mouth. A few notes here. Um, they ask a very interesting question, considering I'm recording this on the day of Halloween, spooky season. As an adult, do you still care about Halloween? Truthfully. Because I couldn't give two fucks. First off, it's an American holiday. Second of all, it's a Hallmark holiday. It's not a real holiday. Do I get a day off for Halloween? No. It's not a fucking holiday. Third of all, it's for kids. It's for kids to dress up as fucking Jason and Freddy and go around and say trick or treat and get candy that people don't want to eat. It's not for adults. Um, yeah, listen, I have no interest in Halloween. It doesn't interest me. For many reasons. Um, they talk about clout gay. 
teens being gay to be cool. Um, oh, there you go. There's my dog making that sound. Um, it's, it's just it's almost the same with um, tattoos. So now we're in a time where if you don't have tattoos, you're like, you're pretty cool. You know, because everyone's got tattoos. Now, if you're in school and you're not gay, well, you're not cool because everyone else is fucking gay. Get it? Fucking gay? Because they're fucking? I'm in one of those moods today. I've just had a very strange week, truthfully. Um... Then talk. What's a, then they talk about what's a social issue issue that you like genuinely care about, and I think Nate says like climate change. Well, Lamar might have said it's climate change, and you know like I'm concerned about climate change. Like I do my part, I recycle, I do all that stuff, but I also know that over eighty percent of greenhouse gases that are doing damage to our fucking, you know. Our earth come from big corporations. So me recycling a few cans isn't going to make that much difference. And there my go goes to throw up. Okay. Sorry, buddy. We're going to have to close the door on you. So yeah, like climate change concerns me, but there's also nothing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just is what it is as I feel around for the light. There we go. Um, and then the question, I think the next thing they asked was, what scares you more? Is it climate change or is it nuclear war? I think it's nuclear war. Like climate change is just going to kill us all slowly. Yeah, very slowly. Nuclear war, which, you know, becomes more and more pressing by the day, just that'll just kill us all instantly. We're not going to have a chance to run or hide or bunker. It's just we're going to wake up and there's going to be a breaking news report that says X country is has fired nukes. We're all going to be dead in 20 minutes. You're fucked. You're going to have everyone panicking in the streets trying to get away. Then the roads will get jammed. And then we'll all just die in a fiery blaze. And lastly, they ask the question, which country are you most afraid of doing this? Fuck my Jesus Christ, my dog. Um, for me personally, it's China. I think China's probably the biggest enemy we have. It's probably what will probably happen is, and it sounds like a fucking a Call of Duty fucking movie, but it's probably a relationship between China and Russia that fucks us all. Can you hear that? Like, can you actually hear my dog fucking sounding like he's choking? I've had to deal with that for six fucking hours. Just choke and die or just stop. Fuck. Jesus, wait, Christ. Anyway, so that was the boys from Pennies in the Mouth. Uh, next up, we have a keto face with Mike Freeney and Josh Adamai. So this is the episode with Zach's not there. He's sick. So the three of them tried their best to fill in the funny that Zach leaves. And they work it out to be about 12 jokes an episode. Um, yeah. And then Lewis comes up with a very interesting theory, or, you know, a very interesting way of looking at life, that, you know, the racist live chat's always posting nudes. So dudes are whacking it while listening to Lewis. 
Think about it. They're posting all these deep fakes and all this shit. And you're, you're, you're not muting the episode because it's live. You're whacking it while you're listening to Lewis. You sick fucks. You sick fucks. Speaking of sick fucks. Just to go on a bit of diversion. If you haven't seen it, and I highly recommend you find a way to watch it. It's on Reddit. It's on the Legion of Skanks Reddit. This fucking madman is doing a rap rap podcast that's about mm, seven, eight minutes long from episode one till today. And my God, it is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen. It's, you're not going to find it on YouTube. I can guarantee you that. Because the dude is literally fucking brandishing a knife while there's fucking porn in the background. So go and find that guy on Reddit. I think it's um rap rap official R A P W R A P official. It's fucking hilarious. It is just gold. So yeah, that was a little bit of diversion. What else is there to talk about on this? Oh, Lewis finally realizes that after six hundred episodes that he can ban people and doesn't have to ask Shannon to do it. He also realizes that that their real name shows up, so he can dox people. And then, of course, Lewis gets drunk with power and starts just attempting to ban people while drinking Starbucks coffee, which then leaves a ring of what looks like cum Randy's lips. It was very apropos. Um, is there anything else here worth noting? Because it's a long list. I wrote so many fucking notes this week. Um, Lewis talk about dudes who hook up in steam rooms. Lewis talks about he sweats a lot when he comes. I'm oh, no, sorry, after he comes, not during. After he comes, it just all pours out of him. Um, yeah, we talked about that. Okay, that's really it. Um, the only last thing I'll say is that the Washington State News Program accidentally airs porn for 13 seconds, and they got fined $325,000. Don't hear porn. <laughs> just, how the fuck do you manage that? How does something like that happen at a news network? Fucked if I know. And what is this? One, two. There's a lot of honorable mentions. I don't think I've ever had this many honorable mentions before. Because I wanted to fit this all in. And also, I don't really have anything else to talk about. Next up, we have Bandy Pomdeka. Bandy Pomdeka. With Paul Verzi, Mike Figs, and Chris from Brooklyn. Uh, first question. Got to start off with a bang. They are Shannon if she bang a midget. Oh, Zach's not in this one either. Zach's still sick. Um, Shannon says she wouldn't. Even if it was a muscle-bound midget. Um, and then Lewis talks about his Jamaican problem. You'd probably be sitting there going, well, his Jamaican problem is that he goes to Jamaica too much, Right? No, his Jamaican problem is that for this staff vacation, he's got three female staff and he's got 15 dudes. So, Lewis's plan is to get Jamaican hookers to fuck the rest of the staff that ain't getting any. Because you've got to remember, Natalie's a lesbian. Shannon's womb is all crusted over and dried up. And Alex, well... We all know who Alex is fucking, you know. And unless Alex wants to do a fucking bang a dude each night, not happening. Um, 
Yeah, so Lewis, but, you know, and then the question he asked then, who's most likely to get kidnapped in Jamaica? Because, you know, Jamaica's got a whole sort of problems. Like, Lewis usually stays on his resorts or his villas. But you know one of these fuckheads. You know, one of these guys is going to go out and going to be like, I'm going to go get some weed or some pussy. He's going to get kidnapped. And then one of them's going to call Lewis and he's going to be like, we're holding Dylan hostage. Give us a thousand dollars or we'll kill him. And Lewis is just going to be like, can you also rape him? (laughs) And then hang up the phone. If you get kidnapped in Jamaica and you work for Lewis, you're fucked. You are so unbelievably fucked. Um, Figs does Figs World News, which is another highlight, of course. I think Mike, uh, I think Verzi doesn't get in until about halfway through this episode. Um, Lewis calls dibs on, dib on, dibs on Shannon in Jamaica. Um, and tells Natalie that she has to hook up with dudes. And then comes up and tries this plan to get Shannon and Natalie to hook up, to sleep with one gas employee a night, and they can't pick the same guy. So they've sort of got to do like a, a rostering scheme. So <laughs> no one's getting pussy on this trip. No one's getting pussy. Besides Alex and Harrington. And probably Lewis. He'll figure out a way. He might have to build Cosby it with the zappity-boo and the ba-ba-boo. But he'll get his way. And lastly, Lewis still, for some unbeknownst godforsaken reason, still wants to own a monkey. He's going to buy a monkey, and he's going to maim him or maim baby James. And then they were going to then fucking Gas Digital is going to fucking produce the live execution of the monkey that scratched the fuck out of Lewis. Um, last one: the fate of DJ Loose Toes, the bonfire. So Lou gives an update on his toes that he can't feel. And the doctor gives Lou some good news. Well, good and bad news. You never get good news from a doctor. And the good news is that he's not losing his toes. But his problem is that he eats shitty food, doesn't drink water, and smokes like a chimney. And it's cutting off the blood supply to his feet. So that's what I mean. You never get good news from a doctor. Ever. Um... Then they talk about the difficulties with smoking. Like someone like me, I haven't smoked in, like, seriously. Like I've smoked a cigarette here and there, obviously. And I, I do love my joints. And I live in Australia, so there's a little bit of tobacco in them. But I haven't smoked on a regular basis in four years. You know, if I have a bad day, I might go buy a pack. But uh, they're very bad day, like a really bad day. Um, so Soda tells us that, you know, quitting drinking helped him stop smoking. That was also a big thing for me. Because usually you have a drink, you have a smoke, they sort of go hand in hand. Um, then Jay and Soda talk about writing roast jokes for the roast of Louis J. Gomez, which I'm very seriously contemplating buying, but I really don't want to give money to a Puerto Rican. But it's content. Do I do it just for content? I don't know. Um... And they talk about why writing roast jokes in general is hard and takes up a lot of their time. And I'm sure it's a lot harder for Jay, considering, as he says, he's the only one writing his jokes without the help of a writer. So essentially, Lewis assigned writers to everyone besides Jay. Jay's doing this all off his own fucking back. Um, 
then they talk about some sports and shit. Like, Knicks fans not showing up to watch them in the garden. Um, and Soda, lastly, and before we get into the actual top 10, Soda with a very interesting point that I point that I've actually never thought about, ever. You know, when you go to a sports game and, you know, when the game's over and you've got the athletes, they're throwing their shoes or they're throwing their jerseys in the crowd. They always throw it to the people in the front row. No. And I'm, I'm, this is more like NFL than it is basketball, but think about it. Even, not even the front row, like the first few seats. They're all rich kids. You know, they're all, they all come from wealthy parents that the mummy and daddy took them to the game and spent, you know, 600 $700, $1,000 on tickets. Probably more. So why do the kids in the front row section get the players, like, shoes and shit? And their jerseys and the hats. When they got those seats because mommy and daddy are rich. Isn't it just a, isn't it just the rich getting richer? Like, of course, I'm not asking Tom Brady to fucking throw a 200 fucking yard shoe to the poor little kid who's dying from fucking cancer. Who's sitting all the way at the back because mum and dad can't afford to pay rent. But maybe there's a better system to go around. Maybe we don't make the rich get richer. Because you know what's going to happen with those kids? They're going to play with it. You know what's going to happen with the kid who's sitting in the nosebleeds and is poor as shit? He's going to go home and he's going to look at that shoe for the rest of his life and go, jeez, Tom Brady threw that shoe at me and it landed right in my face. But at least I got Tom Brady's shoe. Okay, that's the honorable mentions done. Let's crack into the, the serious stuff. Number 10. The Kensley Scale. With Sean Patton and Wilfred, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your last name, um, we'll just call him Wilfred for the sake of it. The Wizard of Pod. The Wizard of Pod. Um, so the podcast starts about 17 minutes in. This is, this is Colm's MO. Um, he does his talky talk first, and then he cuts to his guest. Um, and he starts off with a banger on a scale of 1 to 10. How gay are you? 1 being straight, 10 being a flaming faggot. And this is what the Kenzie scale is. This is true. This is there is a Kenzie scale that you can rank yourself. So I believe, if I remember correctly, when I saw it, one to six is straight. I think seven to eight is like bi. I think seven's pan, eight's bi, nine's bi, and then nine and ten are completely fucking gay. There's an actual scale to this. Um. Where do I sit? Probably a seven. Six and a half. Probably a seven. Um, and then a very fun hypothetical. If you went to prison for a long time, let's say 25 years, 40 years, how long till you turn gay and you start getting blowjobs from dudes? It's a really interesting question. Like, I, my, um, my partner and I, uh, she put me onto this show called um, Time. It's got Sean Bean in it. It's a British BBC show. I've only watched one episode because it's pretty heavy. So essentially this old dude, this teacher, gets sent to prison for drink driving. And he's got to learn the horrors of the prison system. And he learns very quickly that prison is not a fun place. So now look at me. I'm on a good day, 5'5", five, 5'4", five, five, you know, 110 kilos. I'm not overly intimidating. You know, 
I also ain't sucking dick. But it, how long until I get really horny and I'm just like, I'll go fuck that trans fucking looking cunt over there. I'm going to give it 90 days. Because I can only jerk off into the toilet bowl so many times. I'm going to give it 90 days. Maybe I'm being generous. Maybe it's more like free. Um, they do a fun hypothetical where what would the world look like if all the men in the world were gay? Well, it's happening. We live in that world, don't we? Like, you you look at the next... Not, not my generation. Not the generation after me. The next generation. But if you're... Between the ages of 14 and 20 right now, there's a good chance you're gay. Or you've had some sort of gay experience. So what's going to happen in 20 years' time? You know? Is 30% of the population going to be gay? And then what happens to the generation after that? Does it counter, does it like counterbalance itself? Does it go back to normal or does it continue? You know, and we live in a world now where, if we're being honest, we don't need to have sex to produce children. You know, there's IVF and like, you know, there's all that kind of shit. You don't, you know, you can be gay and have kids. So what happens if we get to a world where everyone's gay? And I know it's a ha-ha joke, but it's serious. Um, then they talk about what type of vampire would you be, you know, um, can I fucking be Brad Pitt from an interview with a vampire? Cause that dude, I, I really enjoy that movie. That would probably be my pick. Like I'm still human per se. I just, you know, I drink fucking animal blood to survive. Um... I'd be happily be a Twilight vampire if I get to look like that, if I get to be chiseled out of stone and glitter. But I'd probably choose Brad Pitt from an interview with a vampire. Um, and this is where I think this podcast shines and gets really good. <clears throat> so, fucking Sean Patton goes on like a little bit of a rant and he goes into the art of stand-up and comedy. So this is the stand-up comedy talk part. You know, and he says something very interesting. And if you're a comedian you know, or an upcoming comedian or what have you, and you're listening to this, may I recommend you don't, <laughs> because this is not, I'm not a comedian, this is not the podcast to listen to if you want to be a comedian, but Patton's whole point is, if you're quitting your job to be a fully committed to, to comedy, you're doing it wrong. You should be committed to comedy before you even consider quitting your job. Get good at it. You know, listen, we've all got to work, you know, we've all all got passions, but we've also got work jobs to make money. Get good at it. And when you start earning money and you're financially stable, then quit your job. Everyone, think about it. Like my job. We'll use my job, for example. There is absolutely zero effort that goes into my job. It's all labor-based. It's all me lifting stuff and moving stuff. I don't need to think. I put minimal effort into that job. You know? If you work, if you're a comedian, you're working your job where you have to think, and and it's not a job; it's a career. If you want comedy to be your career, then you need to choose. Also, don't take advice from me on it. Um, so yeah, and that's what he says: you should be focusing on it full time. Then start when you start making money. Then you quit your job. Um, Patton comes in with an interesting theory that people are using stand up as a jumping off board for podcasting. Which is true. 
It's very true, actually. Like, look at the whole point this podcast is based off. It's all based off the Legion of Skank. Let me ask you something. When was the last time you watched Louis J. Louis J. Gomez's special? Six months ago? Eight months ago? Alright. When was the last time you listened to a podcast? Same with Dave. How many days or how many times a week do you listen to part of the problem? How many times do you go back and watch Libertas? Podcasting, as Patton says, podcasting is now acting for stand-up comedians. Just like 20, 30 years ago, stand-up was a way for them to get their own sitcom, like Roseanne or, you know, to a lesser extent, John Stewart. Um, that's what podcasting is now. And there's a hundred examples of this. Um, the next question is acting harder than podcasting. Um, I've never been an actor. I barely constitute as a podcaster. Um, I still think personally acting's harder, I'm guessing. Like, it's 12-hour days and you've got to remember a script. I come in, I you know, I, that's just me. I think acting is still harder. But I also think it's more financially rewarding. Um, and lastly, Sean Patton talks, hey, the pullback, the curtain culture where, you know, they dissect a joke and they show you the workings of a joke and what goes into a joke. Um, I'm sure from a fucking comedian, that does suck. I'm sure, sure. Um, but from a personal point of view, I love that. I just enjoy the way they do that. You know, and I understand what he's saying, that that is the journey, that journey is for the comedian to experience, not for us. But some of us like to see how the sausage is made. What can I say? So yeah, it was a good podcast. Can't remember any of it. I listened to it seven days ago, but it was a good podcast. Um, I made a mistake in filling out my fucking, my program. So I didn't put a number nine. So we're just going to jump to number eight. You can pretend that one of the honorable mentions was. Because we run a tight shit here. We, try, we run a tight shit here. Alright. Number eight. I fucked up. I'm sorry. I've had a fucking hellish week. Leave me alone. Please. Number eight. The Goy of Painting. With Mike Figs, the Loud Boys. There's no Joe. And I must say. If this is what the Loud Boys was. I think a lot of people would have a lot of different opinions on all that boys. So, anyway. Because it's better. It's better. I'm sorry. It's better. My figs is great. Um, so, Robbie's doing a fucking Kratom salsa. He's all... He just, he's getting right in there. So, figs decides to one-up him. And figs makes a Kratom speedball with Red Bull. Which... You would think would counteract the other. Red Bull makes you want to go fast. Kratom makes you want to slow down. It's like the old bit from The Simpsons when Homer becomes an ambulance driver. Hmm. See? The shock pads are to wake Daddy up. The morphine's to make Daddy go to sleep. So it seems like counteract each other. Um, I just want to say this, and this is the main reason I put this on. I just want to congr- congratulate, congratulate Dalton and the boys 
on their first ever ad raid that I believe. Like, I haven't heard them do any other ad on the Loud Boys before. It was for Manscaped. So, you know, like, that's really cool that they're getting ad reads. And listen, you know, it's Manscaped. Every fucking podcast has a Manscaped read. Besides this one. Manscaped, please help me. I need money. But it's really cool that they're doing that. It's good to see them expand. You know, Dalton's doing really well with his shirt-making business. I wish he didn't appear on so many podcasts uninvited. But he's making moves. And he's not being an insane person online. Um, Figs and Robbie do a hilarious mashup of Hitler and Friends. So it's like, I don't want to spoil it, but go and listen to it. But it's, um, oh, what was an example? They sing the, the Friends theme in a Hitler voice. So no one told you that we were gonna kill the Jews. That. Example of that. Was that funny? Probably not, but it was funnier on the podcast. Um, they watched a new Uncharted movie trailer and they asked us a question, well, we've all been asking. Why are they all so young compared to the game? Like, I've only ever played the game sparingly. It's not really my kind of game. But, um, why? Why, you know, why, why isn't Mark Wahlberg Nathan Drake? And why isn't some old dude Scully? I don't know. I think it's just because Tom Holland's just a red-hot actor at the moment. And they're trying to make money. So, yeah. Good episode. Very funny. It's Mike Figgs and Robbie. It's just, it's, it's Gaga. And we like Gaga. Just not Lady Gaga. Unless she's got no makeup on and she's in that movie she made with um, Bradley Cooper. So she'd get it in that. Uh, next up, we have Eddie Downlow with Danny Polachek. Bye, guys. Um, so apparently, Ian starts this off by talking about how he wanted once once upon a time was going to be a cop. And by what I mean by once upon a time is when the pandemic started. Because apparently, in New York, it's very easy to be a cop. Which is probably part of the problem. And I don't mean Dave Smith's podcast. Um, so that was his backup plan. Um, a quick note I wrote about this. In all the shows and podcasts on Gas Digital that you'd hear, that you'd think you'd hear a pro-cop stance... This would have been second last on my list. I wouldn't think I would hear a pro-cop stance on Bye Guys. But the more you know. Um, then they ask a really interesting question, and it's a, it's a fun little mental exercise I want to play with you. Think of all the people you grew up with who became cops. Now, I bet I can put the people who became into cops in your life into two categories. One, they were either assholes. Or two, they fucked up in school. They didn't take their education seriously and they left school and they had shitty grades. It's one of the two. There is a third subclass, there is a third class which is they were bullied and they wanted a gun to feel big and strong. But, you know. Like, I never... I never wanted to be a cop. Ever. I never had any interest in it. Why would I want to be a cop? That 
job sucks. I get told I'm a piece of shit all the time. I put my life on risk at a daily basis. If I shoot someone, I've got to fill out paperwork. Why would I want to be a cop? This was 2016. Why would I want to be a cop now? Fuck that. Um, Natalie, and then they move on. And then Natalie reads Worldstar comments about Eddie Winslow's transgender girlfriend. And this may be by far the funniest thing Natalie has ever done in her time working at Gas. It is fucking hilarious. Um, They talk about the Netflix protest and uh, victimhood in the LGBT community. This is where it gets good. This is the part where things, this is where the podcast gets really, not just funny, it's funny, but it's also really insightful. Because we're talking to two gentlemen who, who are in the LGBT community. I'm sure they don't want, they'd hate to admit that, but they are. You know, um, they talk about kids on TikTok pretending to have mental disorders to fit in for, or, or to get clicks. So there's kids on TikTok pretending to have schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder, tics, etc. That's the world we live in. That's what social media has done to the next generation. They're pretending to be fags, and now they're pretending to be mentally unwell. Does no one else see a problem with this? No? And Zach sums it up perfectly. We live, he sums it up so beautifully. We live in a society of victimhood. Everyone has to be a victim. Every It's always someone else's fault. It's always poor me. This happened to me. My mum beat me. My dad raped me. This and that. Kids at school were mean to me. The teachers didn't like me. And then what happens in people's heads is they feel like the world's against them or they've got bad luck when it's not the case. It's not. We all have bad luck. We all have shitty things happen to us. There's not a person out there, there's not a person in your life that hasn't had bad things happen to them. And I don't want to get all fucking gay on you and be like, you know, you have to just put your boot pull your boots up and get to it. But you've also got to understand that being a victim helps no one. Blaming yourself, blaming others helps no one. Responsibility helps. Taking responsibility. You know? Like, I just... I'm getting sick of it. Like, truthfully, I'm getting so over this victimhood mentality... And people using it to justify being a slut or being a piece of shit or whatever. Like, we've all had bad things happen to us. You are listening to this right now. I'm talking to you listening to this. You've had bad things happen to you, haven't you? Do you use it as an excuse to be an arsehole or do shitty things or do shitty things to other people? Because if you do, you're... All you're doing is just repeating the cycle. That's what this is. This is just one big cycle. That you're continuing. You're continuing. Don't be that person. If something's wrong, change it. If someone's in your life who makes you, you know, makes you feel like shit, cut them out. You need to fucking pack your bags and move somewhere else. 
Find a new circle of friends. If your wife upsets you, or your wife treats you like shit, go and fuck a dirty bitch. Change. Don't just let it dig you down. Don't let it just fucking fuck you down. Change. Break the cycle. Be better. And that's the only... Fuck, I'm gay. (laughs) Anyway. Um, They bring up an interesting idea that is TikTok just a tool by China to weaken and divide us? You know, sort of like the Soviets' 100-year war. You know, if you haven't, if you don't know that, then, you know, YouTube it. Um, essentially, to paraphrase, Russia knew that they wouldn't win the Cold War with weapons. So they played the long game and they used the culture war to divide America and turn itself from within. Um, then Zach, you know, Zach being the horror movie buff and it being Halloween week, explains to us why the Chucky movie franchise has deep homosexual roots and I he, he said a lot of things and I never realized it it never clicked in my head but it is a campy fucking movie and this all ties into the new TV show Chucky um, apparently the kid in this TV show is gay or he's queer um, and Chucky goes to the kid, like, you know, I've got a queer kid. And I think the kid turns to him and goes, like, you, you didn't hate him? Chucky looks that kid dead in the eyes and he says, I'm not a monster. I just, uh, bravo to fucking, not only Zach for letting us all notice, but for Chucky just doing that. It's amazing. And then he explains there's a lot of, you know, a lot of horror movies have campy homosexual elements to them. And that probably ties in with the BDSM element and so on and so forth. And lastly, Zach, with probably one of the greatest quotes I have ever heard on a podcast, which is true. People don't hate gay shit. They hate men on men gay shit. Think about it. How many times in your life have you whacked off to lesbian porn? How many times have you whacked off to two chicks kissing while they suck a dick? How many times have you you whacked off to two dudes sucking each other's cocks? It's all meant to energy. Women smashing, sexy. Dude smashing, not so much. If we lived in a world where the LGBTQ community was just lesbians, and trans chicks that wanted to fuck other chicks, they'd all be wildly accepted. It's dudes. No one wants to see gay shit. Men on men gay shit. I really fucked up my fucking scheduling today. I'm just going through this and realizing that I fucked up. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Let's do number six which is really number five, but it doesn't matter. So number five, six, Matt and Shane's secret podcast, Honeymoon. First off, I just want to congratulate Matt for getting married and for finally fucking his wife. Um, so Shane talks about how he's been reading the Reddit. So if you're on the Reddit, go say hi to Shane, because that'll probably be the best place to see where he'll see your comments. Um, 
They talk about Fauci killing bagel bagels. Bagels for experiments. Now, I've only heard bits and pieces of this. I didn't look too much into it. But from what I remember reading was Fauci had approved experiments with some sort of fly that gives like eats at you and like puts like spreads disease. So they use bagels of bagels. Fuck. Fucking bagels. Bagels heads as an you know as a as a test subject. And because these flies were eating the beagles heads got at that time. The beagles heads they slit their throats so they couldn't hear them whine. That's Fauci. That's the savior of America. That's the man who saved us through COVID. You could suck my fat dick, fucking dog killing motherfucker. Um, and I know he didn't kill the dog, but he he was just like, oh, they're they're beagles, fuck them. Um, they talk about Trump's new social media platform, Truth dot com. Um, Shane talks about not wanting to be mean to his friends at the roast of Louis J. Gomez, but knowing the second they say mean stuff to him, it's on, like fucking Rover. Um, and funnily enough, claims roasting Lewis is punching down and would rather roast someone who's actually famous. Um, hold on, let me just check the time. Oh, it's all pretty good for time. Um, Matt tells stories about planning his wedding and how he, he, he organized, he planned for it, he catered, like, he, he did a lot of the work, which is astonishing, because I could never do that. It's my wedding. I don't want to do fuck all. I want to get drunk and fuck my wife. Um, update on Shane's penis, it's all healed, so he's ready to go for Skankfest. Um, I ask if you ever jerked off to a chick's IG. Um, no, but I won't lie, I've seen a chick's IG and got a stiffy and then gone to Pornhub and jerked off. That's what I mean, like, I got Twitter, I got Reddit, they're all chocked block full of porn, right? I have never jerked off the porn that's on Twitter. Ever. It might get me going, and then I might go and finish myself off, but I've never jerked off the porn on social media. It's just there because, I don't know, I like watching porn. I know my weird cunt. What do you want me to say? Um, and then lastly, Matt has a theory, which I think there's a lot of grounds for, that there's a silent epidemic of young guys jerking it to transform. I think that's true. Like, I remember, I think, here's a good question. What was the first time you jerked to transform? Because we've all done it. I think I would have been, like, 17, 18, maybe a bit older. It's like, first time I got an iPhone, I was jerking it to transform. Because just, you watch porn, and then you just get bored. Um, and lastly, well, second lastly, Shane with a great quote that I hope someone clips, and he says, Little Nas is cute. And lastly, that trans is the new goth, which is true. Like, I was having this conversation with someone, I think, yesterday. I wish I was single right now for the sole reason that these fucking seven... Sorry, I didn't say that. Cut that. 
cut that out, these 18, 19, 20-year-old trans girls are fucking astonishing. They look prettier than women I've dated. It's ridiculous. Like, because they're obviously on hormones at such a young age, like, they're just, they're essentially women. They, women, they never go through puberty. It's astounding. Like, 10 years ago, when I was fucking, you know, a young teenager, it was ladyboys. That was the best you'd get. It was ladyboys. Because they were the closest thing you could find. But now it's these fucking e-girls, and it's all ridiculous. No wonder the kids are going gay. No wonder they're going gay to be cool. It's cool to be gay. Because they get to fuck trans girls. <laughs> Alright, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back for part two of the SV pod. Yes, Jew King! Yes, Jew King! And we're back for part two of the SV pod. Did I just jerk off? Maybe. But you'll never fucking know. <laughs> Alright, number four. Fuddy Duddy Talk, Legion of Skanks. Um, so they talk about the Netflix protest against Dave Chappelle's new special. And I quickly want to just check something because I'm not entirely sure. Nope, never mind. All good. Um, so they talk about the protest out the front of Netflix for Dave Chappelle's special. And most, more importantly, I want to talk about the two... Lone heroes who stood up to the mass of these people. I use people loosely. You know, like, you've all seen the video. You've all seen it. If you haven't seen it, what the fuck are you doing here? Alright, so this, we'll use the one bloke's name. So he stood there and he held a sign up that says, Dave is funny. They took his sign and they broke it. And they gave him back the stick. The second... They gave back him, gave him back the stick. They started yelling out, "He's got a weapon! He's got a weapon!" That's what we live in. That's the world we live in. That's the side of history that we are on, where a guy can go there and just make fun of these fucking losers, have his have his property destroyed, and then be told that he has a weapon. It's fucking ridiculous. And you know what? The best thing about it. Thank God. People saw that. And a lot of people woke up. A lot of people saw. Because it was put in front of them. Clear as day. What. This. Cult is. It's all victimhood. And I think. Dave says it best. The worst part of wokeism. Is white people. White women. Lecturing, lecturing coloured people. This is Dave Chappelle, a black man. A very rich black man, I might add. But a black man being told that he has too much privilege. That's the whole, this was the whole thing about Dave Chappelle for the last eight years. And all these comments about the trans community. These trans people telling him that he has privilege because he's a man. But just we'll just leave out the thousands of years that black people were a slave and the way Dave Chappelle was treated. It doesn't even come, most of it doesn't even come from trans people. It comes from white people. White women. It's fucking ridiculous. You know? And they bring up another good point. Why are these trans and gays 
a protected class. They want to be included. Isn't that the whole part? They all want to be treated as equal. They all want the same rights. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't break someone's sign and then say he has a weapon. You can't. If you want to be treated as an equal, then you have to be included in the jokes. You have to include them in the content. You, you can't have your cake and eat it. Um, so a slut sends Lewis a video dancing in bikini asking for a podcast on Gas Digital. And then says she wants to have Dave Smith's baby. And Lewis completely gets turned off by this idea. Um, Alyssa Morano, obviously famed for her appearance in Charmed. And then more famed for being a crazy white bitch. Um, says Dave Chappelle's special should be pulled and he should apologise. Fuck that cunt. <laughs> Seriously. Once again, white women lecturing people on privilege. Um, then he asked the question, who's hotter, Alyssa Morano or Jamie Ling Singer when she was in her second year of college on The Sopranos? Because obviously Lewis is on a Sopranos kick. Um, fuck, I think Jamie Lee Singer is still hot today. She's a fine piece of ass. Um, so then Lewis picks a bone with Jay about him talking about about how he was insensitive when Jay's mum mum died or his grandmother. I think we talked about that three weeks ago. Um, and Lewis, with you know, he may he makes a valid point here. You know, grandmas do a couple things. They make Thanksgiving dinner. And they die. But to be fair, in Jay's case, his grandmother was his mother. She he, she raised him for the first 14 years of his life. Um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't serious, but they, they, they hashed it out, as you do. As all good friends do. Um, so we... So, to build a context before I say about the next thing. So we all know that Lewis likes to jerk off to dead porn stars. Now listen, I don't know if this is real or this is just a bit Lewis does. But obviously he likes to watch interviews. I mean, he likes to jerk off to dead porn stars, but he also likes to watch interviews of women tell their story of being degraded and how horrible porn was while they're watching the scene of them talking about where they're getting fucked. So apparently Lewis has got another thing he does. And this may be the worst one of them all. So apparently, Lewis chats or DMs with escort porn stars. Porn stars that are selling a service. And he jerks off to their porn and comes while organizing a hookup time and price and place. See, normal people do that. Like, I do that. Like, I will talk to a bitch online jerk off to video she sent me and never meet up with her. Because, you know, I'm in a relationship. This motherfucker is the kind of guy who has to use porn and real porn stars to do it. And Lewis has got a problem. Lewis has got a lot of problems. Um, then they talk about fucking hookers. Um, then there's a really interesting story, actually. A college girl died in a hot dog eating contest. She choked on a hot dog and then was pronounced dead the next day. She didn't die after choking on the hot dog. 
So what I'm assuming happens is they were able to get the hot dog out, but she had such severe brain damage from lack of oxygen, she died the next day. It was ridiculous. Like imagine that's the way you die. Like let's say, you know, that she's got a boyfriend and she's got a and she's <laughs> he wakes up one day and finds out that his girlfriend's dead. How'd she die? She died choking on a hot dog. That was imagine that girl's parents. How'd she die? Choking on a hot dog. Just a funny way to fucking die. Um And then the last part of the podcast they talk a bit of UFC. Bit of mixed martial arts and what have you. Um they talk what does more brain damage or brain trauma? The UFC or boxing. Um like I know, and then they talk about it on the podcast, but I know in the early days of the UFC, the whole idea of it was, well, it's safer than boxing. Because it's got ground aspects of it, and it's not as much blunt force trauma on your head. Now, that's been dispelled. And it was dispelled quite easily. But if you were asking me which one causes more brain damage, it's still boxing. You look at boxers, and listen, maybe... We don't have enough evidence yet because a lot of the prominent UFC guys aren't old enough yet. But I still think boxing does more damage to your brain than mixed martial arts. Um, Then they ask an interesting question. Is John Jones a TTE victim or the UFC version of a Disney kid who got too much fame and money too early in life? I don't know if it was on Legion of Skanks. It may have been on Legion of Skanks. But I remember hearing this funny story that John Jones is eventually going to kill himself or he's going to die by, like, suicide by cop. And they're going to... or he. So the whole point of the joke is that he's going to kill himself, shoot himself in the chest, and he's going to, have, he's going to want his brain tested for CTE. And they're going to test his brain, and his brain's going to be perfectly healthy, and John Jones is just an arsehole. And that's what it is. John Jones is just an arsehole. He's a Disney kid. He got too much fame, too early, too quickly. And that's what Lewis says. Lewis says. Um, Lewis explains why John Jones will not face consequences for beating his wife, headbutting a cop car on his coke fuel, his latest coke fueled his latest coke fueled rampage. Um, and I must say, man, I don't, I'm, I don't know if this has ever been suggested, but it might be a bit out there, but has Lewis ever thought about starting an MMA podcast? Like, he's really insightful and he's really knowledgeable. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> it's a cheesy joke, but it had to be done. Number three. In the lifestyle, the bonfire. Um, Jay talks about smashing chicks with friends and why he just isn't into it anymore. Like, he still fuck chicks with his wife, like his girlfriend, wife, with Christine, but he's just not into doing it with friends. And he talks about how he used to fuck chicks with Dave and Lewis and other friends and so on and so forth. And then Jay tells an interesting story of when he was in his late 20s. He used to smash this mum, this big-titted mum in her 40s who would just chase comic dick. It wasn't just Jay's dick. It was Dave Smith's dick. It was a whole bunch of other comedians' dick. She just chased fucking comic dick. And her name was Barb. And I'll tell you something about Barb. This bar bitch was wallin', sucking all the dicks, all right? All the fucking dicks. 
what makes this better is Barb's teenage son find you know watches Jay stand up and loves his comedy. It's his favorite comedian. Her husband, who probably didn't know, or at least didn't know the full extent of it, hated Big Jay's comedy. Just a funny way that works, doesn't it? So this Barb bitch is fucking she wild. Like it's it's fucking wild. Um, then talk about girls you grew up with in your town who you had a crush on but would never give you any but they fucked the whole town. The pass around girl essentially. I I told the story here. Obviously, um uh, I suppose you would call it, you know, back when I was doing this podcast under another name, one of probably the more famous bits I ever did was I reviewed um, an OnlyFans girl who I grew up with in high school and how I was majorly let down because there wasn't really much to it. I always wanted to fuck that chick and I was always her friend, but she would fuck every other guy besides me. And now she's a fucking paid whore. So that's, and that was the whole, and that was the whole bit behind why I did it because 20-year-old, 28-year-old Jay didn't care, but 16-year-old Jay really wanted to see what he was missing out on. Um, and lastly, Jay talks about going to strip clubs, oh, sorry, not strip clubs, swingers clubs, with his wife who bartended. They did nothing. They never fucked or anyone else or nothing. And watching a heavily drunk man fuck a chick on her period while a circle of other drunk people watched. And Jay pointing out to them, hey, like, you might want to let your friend know, there's a, there's a lot of blood there. Um, and then they stopped fucking and they all clapped. It was a, it was a surreal thing. Um, yeah, I think this was a, like a 50-minute a podcast, which is really uncommon for a, a, a bonfire one. Usually they're like 30, 40 minutes. But yeah, it was fun. I've just really, the last couple of weeks, just been really enjoying these bite-sized bonfire clips. They're not, they're, they're podcasts. They're podcasts, but they, they're, they're smaller sizes. Um, number two. Fetal alcohol syndrome with Dalton Pruitt and Nathan Orton. The real last podcast. Um, the Loud Boys fans keep DMing and trolling Lewis, asking him why the Loud Boys promo code doesn't work. This was actually mentioned on the episode of the Loud Boys we talked about before. <laughs> Love him or hate him, but Dalton, he's, he's starting to figure it out. He, truthfully, he's really starting to figure it out. I've got to give the kid credit. Um, they asked, does Dalton have the most smackable face in comedy? Hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting question. Is there anyone in this little circle, in this skankverse, we'll call it. I don't know where that name comes from. <laughs> in his little, this skankverse bubble, is there, does anyone have a, slap, a more slappable face than Dalton? Oh, fuck. You could almost say that all the loud boys have a smackable face. Like, I'd rather, personally, I'd rather smack Joe Gorman because I think... I think I'd get away with it. I also think I could... He's probably one of the few people I could beat his fucking ass. 
But yeah, Robbie's got a, not Robbie. Robbie actually, I would smack Robbie. Robbie would start doing Robin Williams voices at me, and I'd get frightened. And be like, "Ooh, yeah, she wants to smack me. Yes. Well, come here. I'm going to punch you in the face. Yes." Dalton probably does have the most smackable face. Um, Dalton talks about that he can't fight when Lewis offers him a spot to fight in the musical chairs fight at Skankfest. Um, once again, Lewis being Lewis says, I'm done doing drugs in my life as he eats a 50 gram edible. Lewis J. Gomez. I'm going to talk about the reviews from the Kenny vs. Spenny episode, which I famously wasn't a fan of. And apparently the Kenny and Spenny fans weren't a fan of rap. And rap fans like myself weren't fans of Kenny and Spenny. Um, they, were re- they read reviews of the Kenny and Spenny fans as they trash Zach and Lewis. Also, second of all, Lewis makes a comment that Kenny had asked him if he could put the episode up on his YouTube. And Lewis didn't reply. And he just did it anyway. And I'm sure deep down that bugs Lewis. To a certain degree. But we all know the old saying. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Or in this case, ask for permission and do it anyway. Um, Lewis asks Shannon and Natalie if they genuinely feel they are harassed on the show. Shannon says yes. (laughs) Natalie, for the sake of her job, says no. So Lewis promises to never harass Shannon ever again. It lasts about three seconds. <laughs> Does it? Um, they talk about Brian Laundry's body found, his dead body found, uh, decomposing in a shallow river. I have a conspiracy on this, and I listen. I haven't really followed it. I've, I've followed it. I've only followed it, it. Followed it. Followed it from listening to the Real Us podcast and other podcasts. I have a theory. They were both killed by some dude, probably a, a, a gang or some sort of trucker. He killed her first. He killed. He, he, you know, he killed her. He killed him. And he just dumped their body in different directions. Took her her credit card. Bought a bunch of shit, and then realized the story was getting huge and just bolted. You're never going to find the killer for any of these. It's never going to happen. You're never going to find the killer. Um, I'm going to talk about coming while soft. I've never done it. I've never come while soft. I've come like semi-hard, but I've never come soft. Um, they asked Natalie if it would hurt if a guy got soft while getting head. She says, yeah, that would hurt quite a lot. Like, I've told this story. I have. But for the sake of the newer listeners... We'll tell this story. So, back in my younger years, I met these two chicks. I think, I don't remember where I met them. I think I met them on a train one night coming home from work. So, there was this tiny little Italian girl. She was like snooky, but whiter and a little prettier. But still fat as fuck. She had some big titties and a fat ass. Um... And this other chick, and she was this butch fucking Samoan fucking dyke, who was obviously there to make sure that the other one didn't fucking do anything stupid. And by do something stupid, I mean fuck me. Alright, so I meet these two girls, and they're like, you want to hang out with us tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, sure. 
me being an idiot thinking, like, the, the Italian girl's the only one going to show up. Nope. Fucking Miss Butch Samoan girl rocked up to. So we walk down to the beach near where I lived, and they pull out spray cans, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And they start huffing spray, spray paint, and I'm like, ew, what have I walked myself into here? Um, they offered to me, I wasn't interested, it's not my, it's not my bag. Um, anyway, I eventually was able to drag this, get this Italian chick away from her for uh, long enough to get head in an alleyway. I got head for 10 seconds. It was so cold. It was minus three degrees outside. I couldn't get fucking hard. I that was I knew that was it. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work, is it? You're crazy, and I've just shown you that I can't get my dick hard. So, never mind. So, I've had my, I've had my dick go soft from getting sucked, but even though technically it was for, because it was freezing. Um... Orton with one of the one of the greatest quotes he's ever said on the podcast. Got my dick sucked by in a got my dick sucked in a rental car one month ago. Oh, oh I know how I fucked up. Never mind. He says I got my dick sucked by a retard in a rental car one month ago. She was schizophrenic. For the for the brother of Randy Orton, this cunt lives like shit, man. Um. So probably the biggest news story this week that I didn't talk about because I left it for here is Alec Baldwin shoots a, shoots and kills the director of cinematography on his movie. He also wounded, um, I think, a producer that was behind it. So he's gone for that John Wick shit. He killed one person, he maimed the other. Um, here's the thing. And it's a, it's a fun... And sex brings a lot of insight to this obviously because he's worked on movie sets and stuff um but so it's a it's a circle it's a vicious cycle so everyone's like well the cinematographer fucked up because it was a live gun somehow that ended was through studio like ended up not not the cinematographer the um oh what's it called i've heard it so many times this week the warden the gun master anyway the bitch who deals with the guns she was highly inexperienced and because she was cheap. So everyone blames her. It's her fault. Then they find out that she was wildly inexperienced and uncheap because the director couldn't afford to, didn't want to pay for a more competent arms master. That's what it is, arms master. Guess who the, who, guess who the director is? It's Alec Baldwin. He's directing that movie. You can not you, you can sit there and say it's not Alec Baldwin's fault. He didn't know it was a live gun, but um, it sort of is. I'm not saying he did it personally, but he his tight ass tactics sort of led to him having a live gun in his hand. It's funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> um, then it's you know it's Halloween, so they talk about scariest horror movies you've seen as an adult um horror movies don't do it for me I've never seen I've, I, I don't watch horror movies because they're not my thing like pfft. A Quiet Place was pretty scary but that was because it was a completely silent film 
and I was sitting next to my girlfriend who just can't watch horror movies and every time something has a jump scare, she sits herself. Um, yeah. Then you talk about old horror movies um, and Lewis talks about being unable to show James because, you know, horror movies because of nudity and lewd acts because old horror movies would have that. Carrie, famously, one of the first movies I ever saw nudity in. You see Titty. Um, Lewis and Zach have a very adorable interaction where Lewis says, my son's a fucking pussy. And Zach says, listen, buddy, I don't want to give you a compliment, but he's an eight-year-old boy and you're doing a great job. Uh, Yeah. And they talk about Stephen King writing child porn into it. And lastly, Lewis and Dalton jerk each other off while they talk about the 48 Laws of Power. Great episode. I must say, Dalton, listen, I, I know I forget to do it every week. I was supposed to be like, well, the podcaster, or the 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 guest of the week, is. I always forget to do that. I'll tell you right now before we do number one. It's Dalton. Dalton's fingerprints are all over everything here. And as we speak, as we sneak into the last one, which is, of course, it's named after, with the, the name of the podcast is The Skankverse. We're always going to finish on a Legion of Skanks episode because these rankings mean nothing they genuinely don't it's just an easy way for me to format it but anyway number one the spitters of oz the the spitters of oz yeah something like that with ari shafir and kim connor So I just, before we get into this, I just want to set up the mental image. If you haven't watched it, I highly suggest if you're like me and you're an audio listener, watch this on the YouTube because it's much better visual, okay? But if you haven't, let's paint the mental image, okay? So Jay's dressed as the Cowardly Lion. Lewis is dressed as the Tin Man. And I must say, it that paint looks like it's genuinely going to give him cancer. Lewis looks horrifying in it. He doesn't look real. He looks like a robot. It's scary. Um, it's the stuff in that mess. Kim is a scarecrow. Who I must admit, originally when I first saw it, I thought she was the dog. Like Toto, the dog. Alex is the witch. And she's a fucking good job. She looks really passable as the witch. I don't mean fuckable possible. I mean possible as a witch. Um, Ari is Oz. Paul is Toto the dog, which is just him in blackface mostly. And lastly, Bobby is a nightmarish transgender Dorothy. So yeah. First thing they talk about, Alec Baldwin shoots a bitch. Um, I'm sorry to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it again. I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot about it next week. Um, Ari says he's never seen the Wizards of Oz. So, <clears throat> they explain that Lewis and Kim and Jay explain to Ari what the, the, the plot of the Wizards of Oz is Legion of Skankscar. Um, Kim was, Kim was on fire this entire episode. I know I saw a picture. Oh, it might have been Melissa who posted on Twitter. Like it was a page, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a bit. It was a meme of um a page um a GoFundMe. Um, surgery for Kim's back, 
for carrying that episode of Legion of Skank. She was on fucking fire this whole night. She a bad bitch. Um, anyway, so Kim, when they show the wizard's giant projection head from the Wizard World's Nigeria, she goes, hey, hey, look, it's Dan So. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, they have a new doll to compliment um, Black Baby. It's the Down Syndrome Baby, also known as the Shane Phyllis doll. Um, as my headphones are about to die, I better make sure I'm still recording. We're still recording. Okay, we're running out of time quickly. It's all right, we're nearly done. All right, where were we? Um, the whole so the whole part, all the whole bit that goes on for this whole episode is is they try to get Lewis to spit in Jay's mouth, and then it just evolves from there. Then it's Ari trying to spit in Lewis's mouth, and fucking Ari spitting Jay's mouth. It, it devolves from there. And another thing, Jay, please, for the love of good God. Can you stop bringing your fucking daughter to these fucking shows? Alright? She's 19. She doesn't need to see her dad like this. Do your fucking father-daughter bonding somewhere else. Um, Jay details Lewis on Shiprock grabbing his morning wood. It's a, it's a bit. It's a story. He walked into their bed and Christine's tit was hanging out and Jay points out his morning wood, and Lewis just decides to give it a grab and go, honk, honk. All right. So now we get to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, the costume contest. So there's seven fucking people trying to win 100 bucks. So the first dude is the masked man. Um, so he's essentially handing out, you know, COVID masks because no one's fucking wearing any and Ari spits in his mouth so he's in first place already um the costume sucks but big ups to letting Ari spit his juice spit in your mouth next dude is dressed as Tupac in a horrible costume so they try to let Ari spit on his spit in his asshole he doesn't do it so he's already out once again I wrote Kim's on fire tonight uh next dude is fat and dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin the dude's got tiger claw fucking stretch marks on his stomach. And I, I sympathize with him because I had the exact same thing growing up as a kid. Um, next dude is dressed as Red Miller Mandy. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Apparently it's a horror movie. So he's essentially he's dressed up as Nicolas Cage from the movie Man- Mandy. Claims he would let Ari spit on his arsehole. Then they negotiate and then he spits on his dick. So Lewis holds his tidy whities up open and Ari drops a jump. Unfortunately, we had a technical issue. And by technical issue, I mean what I mean is my shit died. And then I went out there and my dog had pissed on the carpet and now my dog's in here and you'll probably make funny sounds. Just having a fucking great day. I really suffer for this craft. I really fucking do. You know why? Because I fucking love it. So where were we? Let's just... Let's pull it back. Let's rewind. Let's go back. Okay. So we talked about the first... The costume contest. First dude was the masked man. Um... Next dude was Tupac. Next dude was Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
with tiger claws for strap sharks. The next dude was Rand, uh, Red Miller Mandy. Um, so here we were. So he claims he let Ari spit in his asshole, but they negotiate and they settle on letting Ari spit on his dick. So Lewis pulls his tidy whities open because he's just wearing underwear because it's part of the costume. And Ari hogs a fucking Jew loogie and spits on his dick. So now he's tied for first. Next we have a woman, a Russian woman dressed as H. Speech the Bear's mum. It's forgettable. She sings a song. It's not very interesting. Next comic is dressed as Danny DeVito, which by dressed I mean she's wearing a Danny DeVito mask. Like a paper mask. Shit. Um, Says so she really needs the money. So Ari makes it, he goes into his pocket to make it look like he's going to give her a hundred bucks. Pulls it, pulls his hand out and he just flips at the bird. Because Zara Shafir and he's a cunt. Um, and she genuinely looks like female Big J. She's a larger woman, tattooed. And she just looks like a dirty, down-to-fuck bitch. And she's a comedian. Um, but she's very funny. Um, I'm sure some there was some dude... I also want to mention... First off, this is probably the... The best Legion of Skanks crowd we've had in a, a month or two. First off, they all look like variants of Harrington. They're all bald, homeless-looking motherfuckers. I'm sure one of those guys will be happy to give that girl $100 to get their dick sucked. Um, so the next chick is dressed as Pirate Radio. Now, you're probably sitting there going, what the fuck? Okay, she's essentially dressed as a pirate, but it's a callback, so it's a... So the first podcast, like the original or original, look at the um, the caveman versions of podcasts in the nineties, where people would hack into like radio um, feeds and so on, and they'd stream themselves. That was called pirate radio. She's essentially a pirate. It doesn't matter. And lastly, we have Dalton dressed as a faggot. And he claims that this was a goblet of fire situation, and that he didn't put his name. Into the contest. He then later. It's later claimed that. It was. A, the entry was texted in from Dave Smith. Um, if Dalton had just done this. We'd have no problem. But we're going to get to that in a second. So they can't decide between the masked man. And Mandy. It's a tightly. It's a tightly contested. They come up with a whole different ways to settle it. Um. And then Dalton interrupts, and Dalton, he just, he, he, he pushed it, he took it that one step too far and tried to involve himself. And then he comes up with this bright idea that one of them's going to Skankfest, but the other one isn't. So he's thinking the Loud Boys can get together their Patreon money and take the other one to Skankfest, and they can fight it out for $100. Too much, Dalton. Too much. Way too much. Anyway, Mandy wins after President Ari has the final vote after bicker, about 20 minutes of bickering, decides that he gets it simply because he's just a sadder human being. This was great. This was truthfully, this was great. It's, it's, I mean, it's two, two hour long live Legion of Skanks podcast with a crowd that was on fire. Kim was on fire. Ari was on fire. I should also mention that even though Ari claims he's never seen the Wizard of Oz, that was all some sort of elaborate ruse. 
Because it's Ari fucking Shafir. And on that fucking note, that's the end of this disjointed, crazy podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me as life moves around me so quickly. Um, follow me on Twitter at SkankversePod. Follow me on Reddit at Um Let a friend, a family member, or someone who's had juice spit put on them. That's horrible. Let a friend, a family member, or someone who would let a juice spit on them know about the podcast. Um, And yeah, I just want to, once again, I say it every week, but thank you for listening, truthfully. Like, there's so many podcasts like this these days, you know? Everyone's got a podcast these days, and it's I appreciate anyone who listens to this. It means a lot to me. And on that very wholesome note, I must now bid you an adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah! And good night. Bang! I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get on the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. You want me to make you come? I'll make you.